WSB, depend on it. He's, he's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we're going to tell you the truth. And we are going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? And now there are 34. Yeah, the, the president now has the votes needed, Herman, for, to make sure that the Iran nuclear deal is implemented. The uh, the key crucial vote coming today with the announcement from Senator Barbara Mikulski, a retiring Democrat, longtime veteran Democrat from Maryland. She is going to vote for the deal, support the deal. So that means there are now 34 Democrats in the Senate who have publicly announced that they would vote to uphold a veto of the uh, president against this GOP resolution of disapproval. So I, I, I believe that the votes are going to be there in the House as well to get over 140, which is the same kind of figure. So the, the, the suspense really is over on this as to whether or not there will be the votes uh, to uh, uphold a veto. The, the next thing is whether or not the Democrats can muster the votes in the Senate to just block this once and for all and not have this resolution from Republicans even get to the White House in the first place and use a filibuster to stop it from getting there. I frankly think, Herman, the Democrats have a good chance on that. And I, I you know, talked about it a little yesterday with you. And again, the argument would be, OK, to, a, to an undecided senator, fine. You don't want to support uh, the Obama administration on this one? Fine. You go out there and join that Ted Cruz, uh, Donald Trump rally outside on the steps. Go ahead. Go on. Get over there. Well, I don't think there's a lot of Democrats that want to do that. And so they may lose, you know, one or two more, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they can get to 41 votes in the Senate for this deal, and therefore it would be filibustered the resolution of disapproval and would go nowhere. So a big, I think everybody expected we'd get to this, Herman. It was just a question of when. Well, you, you have to sound impartial because you're a reporter. I don't. I think this is bad. It's not good. And I think that the Democrats are ignoring what their constituency thinks because of all of the reasons that have been surfaced. I get it. Just like Obamacare was shoved down the throats of the American people, it is now a disaster. They're trying to ignore it. This is being shoved down the throats of the American people, but we won't know for a while how bad it was. That's Look, just I mean, my editorial uh, you're absolutely comment. right. If uh, if Iran in future years is able to get a nuclear weapon, there'll be a lot of people that will look look back at this and say, "See, we told you so." Uh, so the, certainly there are risks there for Democrats, obviously. But as we discussed yesterday, there just has not been that gigantic of a groundswell against this. And again, it's it's hard to get that to happen. Uh, August, uh, we've seen before with uh, all the activity against the Obama health law that spurred the Tea Party revolt, that brought the Republicans back into power in the House of Representatives in the 2010 elections. It could happen, but... The GOP was una unable to really light this issue on fire. 
And uh, remember also, because of the way all this was structured, it was going to be very difficult for them to stop this agreement in the first place. So again, the, the news today, 34 Democrats now in the Senate have said that they will support the deal. So the, that is a, a number that does not allow Republicans to override a presidential veto. And at this point in time, you do have to declare it a big victory for the president, even if it's not uh, the level of, of support that he would have liked. His party is sticking with him for the most part in both the House and Senate. I agree. Hey. You know, that's politics. That's the way it goes. I mean, but he's not going to be rerunning in 2016. A lot of people may not be able to get their heads around the whole email scandal relative to Hillary Clinton because of all of the complexity of who's releasing this, what does this mean. They get this, Jamie, and I sure. just happen to think that a lot of voters are going to remember this deal. That's all. No, no, listen, I'm... I, I don't disagree. It's one of those uh, big things out there that certainly if something goes wrong with it, everybody else is going to know exactly who to point at yep. and exactly where to go. We're getting some of our first reaction from Republicans who are running for the White House. Marco Rubio just saying, when I'm president, we won't just reverse President Obama's dangerous Iran deal. We will increase sanctions on Iran. I would expect to hear a lot more just like that from other Republican candidates throughout the day. I would agree. Well, CNN has changed, tweaked that rules for the upcoming debate. What I don't understand is the part that says, well, nobody's going to get kicked off, <laughs> but they've made room for Carla Fiorina. What's yeah. that about? Well, I think what it was is that, first off, CNN thought, and frankly, I thought, that there would be a lot more national polling done in the aftermath of that first debate, Herman, and that it would shake things out. Uh, but CNN had a little bit of an error, uh, I guess we could call it, or a misstep in how they set up their qualification criteria because they are using polls stretching back all the way into mid-July, which would include before Carly Fiorina jumped up. And so therefore, she wouldn't have enough support to get on the debate stage. And I think CNN knew that they were really going to take it in the ear yeah. if they uh, did not allow her to join the main stage for this debate. So what they've done is they said they'll, they'll do two kind of, uh, they'll run the numbers two different times. Once for their original mid-July to early September uh, time frame, and then again from just after the Republican debate until September the 10th. That will guarantee that Fiorina gets in. No one will be demoted. I would think that, that uh, as we've talked about, Chris Christie really was probably the most at risk, or Rand Paul even. But they'll all stay up there, so it means 11 people on stage. You thought 10 was unwieldy, Herman, and <laughs> yes. I did too. 11 makes it even worse. I mean, I've they, my kids saved me the stats from the newspaper after the first debate of, of how, how much time each person got on stage in that yes. first debate. Yeah. The only person who got more than 10 minutes was Trump. Donald Trump, and yeah. that's understandable. But I think it went down to as little as six minutes yes. for one of the candidates. I saw those numbers also. Yeah, and so you add in another person and... You know, again, this is like inviting too many people to a wedding reception. There's only so long, so many minutes that you can talk to those people. Well, <laughs> it's the same thing with this. There's only if you got 11 people and you got a two-hour broadcast with commercial breaks, you, you can't get to everybody for a long time, and you can't ensure that it's equally distributed. So it's a definite win for for Fiorina, who was starting yeah. to make a lot of hay, I think, in terms of PR going after CNN. And then I, I, I do think now when you have 11 on one and then you have the other four yeah. in this pre-debate thing, I mean, you do have to say that Rick Perry, Rick Santorum, Bobby Jindal, and Lindsey Graham, you know, two straight times at that sort of pre-debate debate, the mini forum, yeah. you just sort of start sliding away from the main story. You know what I mean, Herman? Don't forget Gilmore now. No, I mean, he was not invited to this one. 
And really? The reason, yeah, the reason was is that under the CNN guidelines, you had to get at least 1% in, in a poll, right. and he never even got to 1% in any poll. Now, so they're going to be down to about four and a half to five minutes each if they do that, but I thought they had a threshold for how you make the big state, but what, what you're saying is they're going to they're going to look at it over the longer period of time for those that were there, but the shorter period of time for Carla Fiorina. To make sure that she gets on. They'll run the top ten twice. You're absolutely yeah. right. And then not demote anybody. So uh, Chris Christie was obviously at risk of being demoted. And frankly, Rand Paul's numbers have gone down. I mean, he had two polls within the last week where he was at 1% and 2% nationally. And uh, so, you know, the next debate, uh, th this debate is two weeks from today out at the Reagan Library north of Los Angeles. And then the next debate will be in the latter part of, of October in Colorado. I right. have not seen. That's going to be run by CNBC, and I have not seen yet what their criteria will be. But I would think that you got to start thinking about winnowing this field. You know what I mean, Herman? You I think after this next debate, it's, they're gonna. You're gonna have some natural attrition. Well, I, that that could be true too, yes. because uh, there may be people who do well and who don't do well, and it starts to become rather apparent in in the national polling as well. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, like I said the other day, I was looking at some of the polling data and sort of trying to game it out for myself. And Rand Paul has had a, a, a series of difficult polls in which he's been trending down to three and to two and to one, even lower than Chris Christie in some of them. And, and, you know, you just get to the point where there are some difficulties. Heck, I saw in your home state of Georgia today, there was somebody who had been a Scott Walker supporter who jumped off that bandwagon and jumped onto the Fiorina bandwagon. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's going to happen everywhere, but I think you'll see some shifting like that. And and you do have to sort of look at Perry and Jindal and Graham and Santorum and sort of say, you know, okay, how how much yep. longer can that go on at those kind of levels? Not very long if it comes to dollars, and I can tell you that. So, well, and uh, it's, we'll you know, see. it is five months to Iowa. You hate yeah. to think that anybody would have to drop out beforehand, but it certainly has happened in the past, and I don't think you can rule it out now. Nope. Nope. And I could, like I keep reminding people, we've only had one debate. we got the second one coming up. Now, Vice President Biden going to Florida and Georgia. So what? Who cares? <laughs> well, yes, I would say so what. But <laughs> so what? It, it does come at a time when you sort of start to furrow your brow and wonder, huh, is this part of uh, him getting out there and getting ready to run? He's going to be in Florida later today for an education event at Miami-Dade College, where I was down for uh, both the Jeb Bush and the Marco Rubio events earlier this year. And then he's going to stick around and raise some money for Senator Bill Nelson and Senate Democrats this evening in Miami. And then the VP will be uh, meeting with a Jewish group on Thursday to talk about the Iran nuclear deal, and then he's flying up to your neck of the woods, actually. You could stop by and have dinner with him. He's going to be up in Atlanta and Buckhead at a synagogue on Thursday night doing another event I'm about the right Iran on nuclear that, agreement. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you look at that, and you sort of wonder, huh, is this just him getting out and doing his work, or are we, you know, sort of getting people out there? He's going to be in Pittsburgh next Monday for a big Labor Day event. Now, the one thing I would say about uh, the vice president is where he has not been in recent months. He has not been in Iowa. He's not been in New Hampshire. So, you know, I, you know, if he really wanted to, I'm sure he could have structured some event for him and some reason to go to Manchester or to Des Moines. He has not done that. So yeah. after last week, a lot of signals to me that indicated he was getting in. We haven't seen as many of those signals this week, but let's see what this trip shows us. We, we'll certainly find out. Um, Can't wait too much longer. No, no. Like I said, things are continuing to unfold.
Yep, but the winnowing is occurring. Yeah, you're right. And, they, they, you know, well, anyway, very quickly. Yes, sir. I just happened to catch this in one of my news nuggets about a email that turned up from someone to Hillary Clinton about wanting to try and impeach Clarence Thomas. Did you hear about that? Yeah, there was, uh, I want to say Sid Blumenthal, her yes. little kitchen cabinet yes. advisor, sent that along, and there was no indication. I don't remember that she signed off on it or anything. Blumenthal is sort of one of these guys that's always scheming. He was sending in stuff very critical of Speaker Boehner and others, but yeah, I did note that as sort of, that it seems sort of odd to have that pop into her email inbox, but then yes. again, Sid Blumenthal weighs in, it seems, on just about everything, and I'm sure he still does. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.